Welcome to A Court of Three Strands, the Palatine Institute's podcast on creating Christian culture. Through this show, we hope to provide a resource of education and encouragement for students, parents, and leaders about the revival of Christian values in our community. On A Court of Three Strands, we'll focus on the three foundational strands that make a strong, flourishing Christian culture, the church, the family, and education. We desire to order these things around God's word to advance Christ's kingdom and so glorify him and bless our community. My name is Ron Young, former headmaster at Providence Academy and founder of the Palatine Institute. And I'm Noah Tetzner, a curious student of classical education and podcast producer. Through our conversations, we look forward to sharing fellowship, knowledge, and practical wisdom for his glory here on the Quarter Three Strands podcast. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to A Court of Three Strands. This season is all about the family. Last week was wives, the week before that was husbands, and this week we're talking about children. Yes, children. Mr. Young, you are many things, including former headmaster of a school. Um, You have five children yourself, so this is your subject. I'm a child myself, yes. (laughs) Child at heart. Yes. No, I, I love kids. Um, mostly they, they do drive me nuts sometimes. Um, part of it is I, I always volunteer to teach those middle school, like seventh grade Bible or whatever. That's a interesting age. It it is. It is an interesting age, but, um, but yeah, we want to talk about children. And so what we'll do is talk briefly about, you know, what are children for? (laughs) We'll talk about, um, what are children, what's required of children. And then, um, I want to talk a little bit about training children. Yeah. Okay. So we've been last two weeks, as you mentioned, we talked about husbands and then wives and, and we're looking at Ephesians chapter five and six um, and uh, or five. And now we get to chapter six and it says this children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. There you go. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. That's the right thing to do. Yes. So they naturally obey. Mm. No, they do not. No, they do not. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> children don't obey naturally because they're sinners, right? We're sinners. We were born conceived, the Bible says, in sin. And we're born in sin. And so what do sinners do? They sin. They don't obey. That's not natural to them. They have to be trained to obey. And, and what they're going to do is obey parents in the Lord, right? In other words, when a child is obeying a parent, it's like they're obeying God. Mm-hmm. Because God has given authority to parents to um, as it says here for fathers to bring them up in the discipline and admonition of the Lord or instruction of the Lord. Yeah. It, it, it's um, the state doesn't own children. <laughs> Parents have authority over children. They own them in a sense of, of being responsible for them. And, and, and just because I said that, and it's a really good information here that in law, Right. So in the Bible and in a lot of our law, um, when it talks about owning 
things. Yeah. It, it's really about um, responsibility. So for instance, when I, when, a, uh, if I, I own a dog, right. So he's my dog. That doesn't mean I think of my dog as just a thing. Yeah. Right. Or I treat it just like a thing. It has to do with responsibility. So when my, right. if my dog gets out and bites someone, I can't go, Oh, well, it's a tree dog, you know? No, I own the dog. I'm responsible for it so that, that I can get sued because of what my dog did. Right. Right. In the same way, I have to, the children will do things. And, you know, if my kids go out and they break a window or something, I can't go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what kids do. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm responsible for they're They're my kids. I, I own them, so to speak, because. I'm responsible for them. So if they've done something, I'm responsible for it. Right. That that's, right. that's that idea. And, and, and I, you know, I hear all sorts of stuff on the, you know, people, you know, women are just things in the scriptures or, you know, or no, it's just that it has to do with responsibility and, and we've used language in a way in which we're trying to make the church look bad and the United States look bad and all these other things. Don't, don't believe the hype. Yeah. It's just, it's yeah. just, that's, that's the idea. So children belong to the parents. They're, they're our children. The school doesn't own them. The government doesn't own them. We do. God yeah. gave them to parents. That, right. Yeah. So that's a good, good start. It's there. a good start. And so parents are responsible then for their training, for their, for their growth, for them becoming who they're going to become. That's mm. the parent's responsibility. So if, if you didn't know this, um, you know, if you send your kids to public schools, um, they don't view things that way. No. You give them to the government schools, they, the government sees them as theirs. Um, there's things that you are no longer able to say, have a say uh, with your children. Like one of the, the big things like gender identity. Yeah. Right. Like even in schools here in our area, in the Green Bay area. Yeah. Um, they're instructed in fifth grade. And some of them is that, um, you know, you can be called whatever personal pronoun you want and your parents don't have to know. Or if you want to start talking about becoming uh, uh, something transitioning, um, you can be the school psychologist. They won't even talk, inform your parents. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This, this is happening all over the place. And it's, wow. it's even happening in our backyard. Um, but the Bible is very clear that it, the, the children belong to the parents and that this is the way it's meant to be. And the parents have a responsibility, especially fathers have a responsibility to instruct them in the way of the Lord in the paideia of the Lord. And it says here that the discipline and the instruction of the Lord Yeah, and the, and the children have their responsibility to honor their father and mother. And part of that honor is to obey them. Right. So, so here's where it gets interesting, Noah. Ready? Yeah. Every day. Let me think about it. No, almost every day. I see children disobeying their parents. <laughs> I see it at Christian school. I see it at church. Parents say, come, parent, kids don't come. I see kids sinning all the time, and I see parents not correcting their children. 
Yeah. As if it's okay for them to dishonor them, as if it's okay to disobey, as if it's okay to um, sin against God. And we're training them that it's okay. And God is pretty clear. The promise is, the promise is, if you honor your father and mother, it'll go well with you and you might live long on the land. Like, right? Right. Our, our churches, our Christian civilization might go well right. on our land yeah. if our children would obey us and honor us in the Lord. And you know who's primarily not doing a good job? Christian parents. Right. We can, I, I can talk bad about school systems all day long. I mean, I, yeah. cause there's a lot to be yeah. not happy with. I, I mean, just to be honest. Right. Yeah. But when we as Christian parents aren't insisting that our children obey us in the Lord, we tend to neglect when they dishonor us. We're, mm-hmm. we're doing them and our whole culture a dishonor, a disservice. Right. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so when, I, when I tell my child to come or to pick something up and they don't do it, they're sinning against the Lord God Almighty. Right. And when we don't correct them, we're teaching them mm-hmm. not the way of the Lord, not the paideia of the Lord. Not the discipline and instruction of the Lord. We're teaching them the exact opposite, that it doesn't matter to God. Yeah. Right? We have a duty to teach them to obey and to honor. And that it's a delight. Yeah. And it'll go well. But we don't do it. You might ask, why don't we do it? Why don't we do it? Yeah. That's a good question, Noss. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that there's a, there's a number of reasons that I see this. One. I think sometimes parents don't have an understanding of what's really happening, right? Mm. So part of it's just a, an ignorance. Yeah. We don't have the knowledge of this um, and we don't have a vision for it. Yeah. Right. So that's a problem. Right. And hopefully if you're listening to me, you're listening to this program, um, this might be a way in which you go, oh, just a no- I, I, should, I should figure this out. A lack of knowledge and vision surrounding Training your children, training your children, or even that this is important. Yeah. Like, do you really think that you're, are you really thinking like you're, you're, you're heading off to some place and you say, um, you need to go grab this off of the, off the table, come back here and get in the car and, and buckle up. Yeah. And, and then, you know, 10 minutes later, you go find them, you know, doing something completely opposite that we're not looking at that in terms of like, this, they're not obeying God. Well, and didn't, didn't, you know, talk about beginning with the end of mind. Didn't you tell a story in a previous episode, Mr. Young of, I don't know if it was when your first son was born or something, but you had a conversation with Mrs. Young about concretely what it would mean uh, for you to train that child to be successful. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> That's funny. But but I'm you know what I'm getting at here is I think so many parents don't know what it means to train a child yeah. successfully. You know is that you know you know we want my child to be respectful and then get a good job and you know but it's right. much it's deeper be, than that. Be, I see what you're this yeah, beginning yeah. with the end in mind. Like right. what what kind of um adult 
Exactly. We're, are we going to be sending it to the world when they, exactly. when they're turned, when they leave our household? Yes. What are they going to be like and how are we going to get there? That, you, that was the idea. It was. And you really have to think about those along those lines, even when they're young. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like what, what is the, what is the expectation we should be able to have for a five-year-old? Right. And how do we help them meet that? How do we help them? Right. So, mm-hmm. so a lot of times, I'll just put it this way. A lot of times when parents come to me and ask me about training their children, almost always, like 99.99% of the time, what they're asking me is when my children blow it, when they sin, how are we supposed to correct them? Okay. Right. But if we're doing our job right, that doesn't have need to happen that often. Mm. Right. So, so training instruction, those types of things come in a lot of things, right? So there, one is just teaching them, this is right. This is wrong. This is, this is how I want you to do it. Right. So, so when I say, when I say to the, to a child, I said, um, uh, I want you to go into the house and get something, come right, come right back to me. And, uh, and they, they take five minutes. You, you have to come back to, to that and say, no, no. What I mean is this, and you walk them in, you pick up the thing, you come right back. That's what I mean. That's what I want you to do here. Go do it again. And have them march in there, come back. And then you go, that's a good job. Right. So I'm, I have to teach them. Yeah. I have to show them what I mean. So they have a, they have a real understanding of it. I, I want to, I want to coach them like how this could be better. And I want to, um, praise them for doing a good job and encourage them to continue. Right. There's all these things. So like, like um, the practice my wife had, I I love this too, is they're going to go to the shopping center or, you know, they're going to Sam's club or something. And, um, and she would sit with them and they'd go, okay, we're going in and we're getting this, this, and this. I want you to keep a hold of the cart. You're not to touch anything and you're not to ask me anything. You're not to, like, in other words, she provides for them an expectation of what their behavior ought to be. Yeah. And when they get in there, she'll show them, no, I want you to hold on to the cart like this. Right. And then throughout the time she coaches them, Hey, you're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. Oh, 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 oh. what did I say about touching things? Right. Yep. And so it's this constant coaching them yeah, and then great. praise for doing the good things. Right. So that most of your discipline of your children is being proactive in teaching mm. rather than simply correction right. or punishment. Right. Right. right? Yeah. So, yeah. so that's, that's the big, the big thing. And, and the reason why we don't do that is one, I said that it could be a lack of vision or knowledge. The, the other part is we're, we're tired, right? <laughs> we're lazy. We're, yeah. we're tired and lazy, right? We don't, we don't feel like we have the energy to do it and we just kind of put it off. Yep. And, and, and then the, the, the final thing is, is that we see all the mistakes in ourself and we feel like we don't have the moral authority to tell them to do it. Okay. Does that make sense? Right. So one of the things you have to do as a parent is you have to be good at repenting, right? This, this is the, the whole Christian life is a life of repentance. Right? I don't know if you, I don't know if you knew this. It's not, <laughs> you don't, we don't arrive at perfect sanctification in this life, right? So we're always going to sin. We're always going to fail. And what we have to do is just admit it, 
right? Confess that sin, repent of it, and move forward. So my wife and I, we we would be there'd be times like we're going, we're on it, where things are going well, the household's going smooth, yeah. and then and then one day we're a little tired and we let something slide, and then we kind of realize, oh shoot, mm. this is this isn't good. And so what we do is early in the morning, we have the kids together and we repent to them. We say, you know, we've, we haven't done the job that we should. We haven't held you accountable to the task that we've told you to. We've seen you disobey and we've done that and we haven't corrected you. And that's, and that's wrong. And that's our fault. And that's a sin against God. And we've asked for his forgiveness and we're asking your forgiveness. And now we're going to, go back to this. And then we, right. boom. Right. And, and this is, um, and I don't think maybe parents don't know that they could do that yeah. or maybe that they're, they're fearful of doing that, but, but it, we have the moral authority to do it because God has given it to us. Right. So, so be, you know, part of what we're, you know, that scenario of going and repenting to your kids, repenting to God and then repenting to your kids is we're modeling a behavior we want to see in our kids anyway, right? Our children are going to blow it. You know what we want them to do? We want them to repent. We want them to seek forgiveness from God, admit what they've done wrong, seek that forgiveness from God, and then seek forgiveness from us, and then then keep going. Start over, right? It's new. And and this is is an important important part. So one of the things here I I want to get to is is this, this idea is, Remember, the task of children mm-hmm. is that they're going to display God's glory mm. through their lives, and we're training them to do that, that they might walk in the way of the Lord, as, it, as that promise to Abraham was and his descendants, is that we're doing this too. So it's, it's vitally important that we're, we're instructing them in these, these ways. And here, here it is. All our instruction, all that we're trying to do is, is centered around the word of God. Okay. One of the things that happens for parents a, a lot of time that I see, and I'm just being blunt here, I see it all the time, is that the kids disobey, the kids disobey, the kids disobey, and then mom and dad get really frustrated and yell at the kids, and then they go, oh, they mean it, and then they do what they want. Right. Right. And then sometimes they'll get punished. Yeah. And what it feels to the kids is I've made my mom or dad mad. In other words, what they're what the discipline is about is pleasing mom and dad. Right. But that's not what it says. It says children obey your parents in the Lord where this is right in the Lord, not not obey your parents because they might get mad at you. Right. They're to obey them in the Lord. So the, the, the instruction needs to be based of, centered around God's word. And, and so any of our correction to them is based on that too. So, so for instance, we have, uh, we had, uh, Wendy and I, an if then chart, uh, an if then chart. Yeah. At, um, we don't have it right now, but actually by the time you hear this, we will. So Palatine Institute has its own website, palatineinstitute.org. And there's a resource page. On the resource page, um, I'll have listed this if-then chart. It's from um, the Timberdoodle catalog. Sure. Yeah. So the if-then chart is this. Um, it says if on one column, 
and then a, a Bible verse, and then a then column. So the if has all these sins, right? It has disobedience, rebellion, lying, stealing, yes. cheating, you know, all these different sins. Mm-hmm. And then the middle uh, has a verse that shows that God's word says, don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a then chart and, okay. the, and the then is blank. And it's there for parents to put what the punishment will be. Right. So what, what Wendy and I did was we got together and we filled out that if then chart, right? So if we wanted the punishments that would happen to be in accordance with what God's law also says as best we can. Mm-hmm. Um, so for instance, if, a, if, a, if one of our kids is, um, takes another toy of our child, they've stolen. And so they have to pay double restitution. Right, that because that's what stealing the punishment of the Bible is double restitution. Yeah. If they've said something bad, right, we give them yuck in the mouth, we called it, right? So for some it was mustard and for you know, or something like that. Something that they didn't like that taste of, we put it in their mouth because yeah, you know, it, it's commensurate with what they're what they're doing. Yeah. So we we have the if then chart, and we we also spanked our kids, right? Spare the rod, spoil the child. I'm I'm a big believer of this. Um, this isn't abuse. This isn't, this isn't hitting it's spanking. Right. And there's, and there's ways to do this that are very appropriate. You know, one, it needs to hurt, but it shouldn't wound a child. Right. So it should hurt, but not wound. So one of the things we did was we always had a, 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 a wisdom worker, right. A, 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 some sort of flexible thing that we swatted our kids with. And before we would do that, we'd do it on ourselves. So we kind of feel right. It's not going to leave a mark. It's going to, but it's going to hurt sufficiently for the child. Younger, the child, the softer it could be the older, the child that you kind of need to whack them, you know, for it to hurt. Right. Um, And so we would do that. So, you know, so, and, and also we use different color coding. So on the, if then chart, we had our oldest son, Nathan would be like green and then Jake would be purple. And then, right. So there's different color. So, and then we'd have it in a, put it up in a place in our bathroom. So, so here's the scenario, Noah. A child has disobeyed or has done some sort of sin. Yeah. What we do then is they go into the bathroom, the downstairs bathroom. Mm. We'd open up the cabinet and show them the if then chart. Yeah. We'd show them the sin that they've done. We've talked about the sin that they've done. And then we would go to confess it or to, pray about it. So they confess their sins to God, confess their sin to us. We look at what the punishment is, you know, and they would know what the punishment is. Like if it's SWATs, it'll have like one mark or two marks or three marks, depending on what the sin was and how, which kid it was, mm-hmm. you know, cause the older one might get three SWATs. The youngest one might only get one, that type of thing. Yeah. And then we would, uh, I would sit on the tub. They'd have to bend over my knee and I give them that many SWATs. Or I would provide the yuck in their mouth or whatever it might be, yeah. or they'd have to go get the toy and come back. And then, um, and then we would beat out the punishment. We'd, we'd pray together. You're forgiven. And then, and then we would forget that it even happened. Right. Right. Because, because one is it's, re, it's revolving around God's word. He, the, the, that what the child has done breaks God's law and he's being punished. Not because I'm mad. Yeah. It's, it's not arbitrary. It's, it's, it's because 
I am training him to be obedient to the Lord. And the word of God matters. And I'm teaching him also how reconciliation happens. Mm. And the punishment that's happening is corrective. It's not punitive only. It's corrective. Yeah. And it's also to the point so that God can forgive, or, you know, so that when they're, uh, I'm punishing them so God doesn't have to. So we tell them that sometimes, <laughs> right? So that you, yeah. you, you, can, you can get there. So it, it's, it's always consistent. The kids know what is expected. They can see the marks on the thing. They know they can read the, the if then chart. Um, so, so a few things that it does is it prevents punishment from seeming arbitrary. It prevents it from um, seeming like I'm mad. It prevents me from going off the handle, right? Yeah. Because there's a, there's a ritual that's being done. It also, and here's the other part is a lot of parents don't do the discipline very well because they don't know what to do. And so they, they're tired of trying to make up a punishment. Yeah. Well, now you know in advance what the punishment is. Everyone knows what is advance, and you can, you can admit it out. And then finally, and this is a big one, mom and dad could be on the same page. So if, you, if a child sins, they will have the same punishment, whether it's mom or dad. Yeah. Right? right. They're not playing off each other. They can do it. There's a consistency. Right. It is one of the best things you could possibly do for your household. It's a, it's a, it's a great thing, but remember, I'm just going to remember this. Yeah. The punitive part of actually punishing them is only a small part of your discipline, right? Discipline is going to come from instruction. It's going to come from showing it's going to go from coaching. It's going to go from praise, right. And, and challenge and talking about things. Yeah. At times you're going to have to punish too. But that's only a part of what discipline is. All of it, all of it should be revolved around God's word. And they should understand that what they're doing is about sin and breaking of God's word. Not about, not about how I feel. Right. Yeah. Right. No, this was good. Now, Mr. Young, you know, again, as we wrap up our conversation today on children, um, you know, as it relates to teaching and training and the role of a, a parent, Yes. you know, because you can't rely, even if it's classical Christian school, you can't rely on the school either. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, you know, or, it's uh, true. Well, you can, you know, you, you ought to, right. In in our, in our case at Providence Academy, we, we look at it like um, authority has been given to the parents and the parents have given us the authority. Mm, okay. And so what we want to do is we want to, we want to um, be in agreement on these things. Right, right. So the things that we're doing in school are going to align with what the parents are doing also. Um, we might not, we don't, we're not swatting kids at Providence, even though I want to. No, I'm just kidding. That was, <laughs> that was a joke. Well, you don't, we don't, we're not swatting kids or anything, but we want to inform the parents. We, they, they need to be a part of the, the solution right. um, to, to correct it. Um, you know, I, when I was headmaster, if I had to make a call home, you know, they made it, here's this second office visit. I get a call home. I always called the dad, right? I, call, I, I even, I've, I've even had fathers say, well, well, my wife takes care of that. I go, oh, that's good. But that's, that's between you guys. I'm calling you. If you want to tell your, your wife and she can take care of it, that's fine. But I'm calling you because you're the, you're the head of the household. Yeah. And, um, and what's, what's amazing is how quickly things are done. When dad comes home from work and says, Mr. Young called me in my office and oh, it's like almost immediately done. 
And, and I know this is unfair. My wife always talks about how unfair this thing seemed like, you know, cause she could, you know, talk to my kid or do whatever. And, you know, but all of a sudden dad comes in and says, you did what? And so it's like, right. Yeah. There's a little bit of, uh, God made us different. And you know, the, the bigger bodies, deeper voices sometimes puts a little fear in them. And that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, although there's also the, on the contrary, there's also times where the dad's the softy and the mom's the, the, the disciplinarian and, you know, <laughs> it goes vice versa. But, um, in general, what, what, uh, our policy was to call the dad, um, and the, uh, and, you know, at home and tell them that your son just got a second or your daughter got a second office visit. And then, um, and, and a lot of times that cleared things up pretty quick. Um, but, but that's, we want to do things in conjunction with the, the parents. And I, I, and I would say, I'm just going to put, put this out here. Um, if, if you're thinking of having your children in a school, one of the things that you need to think through the most is this whole idea of the paideia of the Lord. If it is my job as a parent to raise my children in that paideia, that is, an instruction or an enculturation into the kingdom of God so that our child will be obedient to his word and have a love for his word. Where is the best place? Right. Mm. And, and um, I, I will be honest. I don't think it's the public school. Um, and I'm not even sure that it's going to be in any Christian school, right? Mm. You have to, you have to be, do your due diligence. Go to the school, check out the school. There's a lot of private Christian schools that are just like the public schools, only with chapel on the side. Don't send your kid to that. That that might even be worse, right? Because right. because they're in a Christian institution that doesn't take Christ seriously. Yeah, and that could that could do even more damage than them going. At least if they're they're a public school, they can see that as like the enemy territory, right? I can expect that it's going to be a problem at a public school but I should expect that things should go well at a, at a Christian school. Yeah. But if the Christian school is not actually being Christian, then that could have a really, a, t- a tough thing. Another option is homeschooling. You know, that's a, that's a great option too. And I'm, I'm a very big proponent of homeschooling. You guys, if you, if you didn't know that um, we homeschooled all our kids mm. uh, up to a certain time. Um, I, I think it, it really depends on the individual kid. Uh, right. student and also on the, on the parents. I think there are some, uh, I don't think that all parents can homeschool. No. All right. But I do think a lot can. Yeah. I think that, um, that if it's financially feasible um, for you to pull your student out of uh, public school to homeschool, why don't, why don't you do it? That's, that's my thing. Why wouldn't you do that? Right. Um, it, you know, and if you, and if you look at, you know, how, how things are going, you, you might look at, okay, should I, should I have my kids here until a certain point and then send them to a Christian school? Yeah. Should I do, there's all sorts of options. And that's, that's the great thing you and your, you, you yeah. and your spouse could discuss and, and make a plan for and have a vision for, right. How, what is, what is the best way to get them to that, uh, that kind of person that we're, we're hoping for. In other words, as you hear me say that the kind of person, I am more concerned with the virtue of our children, right? The character of our children, whether they're following the ways of the Lord than any kind of academics or sports or any other, other stuff that really doesn't matter. What kind of man or woman 
is your child going to become and find the education that will best suit that. That that's what I would that's what I would say.